Well, welcome back to If Water Coolers Could Talk. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like a cheesy game show host or something from the <laughs> 90s. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Jesse and this is Danielle. We are your cooler hosts for the show. Good morning. Good How morning. are you today? Just peachy. Apparently. I don't know what happened there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, don't apologize. That was hilarious. I'm going to use that for years now. Oh, that'll be great. Absolutely. Once everything's on the internet, it's never gone. So It never does. It never goes away. Yeah. It's a true story. So <sighs> I should warn everyone. I'm like, the cats are around. I'm recording in my office this time. So I don't know if the sound will be off, but they just were really clingy. So if chaos ensues, you know what happened. They happened. I mean, Jasper's quiet, but, you know, hopefully he doesn't hear anything outside that sets him off. So we'll see, guys. We'll see. You might be getting more and more in, introduced to all the pets. And I did see that everyone got to see little Bean and Maggie on Facebook. Yes, so I finally remember to post them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing they're so mm-hmm. cute. So that was Bean. I was curled up in the chair and she jumped up on my chest and uh, basically had her butt in my face and was kneading the blanket because it was her blanket. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she stole it from me. Then, mm. of course, Maggie was feeling left out. So I posted a picture of her stealing a bag because mm. typical cat fashion, it's if there's a bag or a box that she can get into, she's getting into it. And it belongs mm-hmm. to her as soon as she's done. We have a box that lives on our living room floor now because Dave put it on the floor when he was unpacking something. He set mm-hmm. the box lid on the floor and she jumped in it and curled up and didn't move for like four hours, refused mm. to get out of the box. <laughs> and yeah, she sleeps in it every day. So it's a permanent part of my living room decoration now is a box that sits in the middle of the floor. We've rotated through some in the living room and then somehow they'll get to the kitchen too. So we've had like a box in the living room, box in the kitchen, and either (laughs) they just get worn out because they're playing in them or Jasper gets really Mm -hmm. mad and um, takes care of it, if you know what I mean. So then I have to throw them out or recycle them. But there's always another box coming for something. So never fear, kitties. Well, no, this is a very specific size and shape box. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. These guys play with them. They'll occasionally sleep in them, but I think yours has to stay or there's going to be tears. There will be problems, yeah. Tears or tears, one or the other. (laughs) Probably both. I remember we used to get those little yurt things from the dollar store, like the little pop-up. Looked like little tents, but Mm -hmm. no cat size. And Maggie loved them absolutely loved them she had two or three of them and whenever you were looking for her that she was in one of them every single time and then we got bean and bean decided that that was where you went pee oh so fortunately they were tent material so it didn't leak into the carpet in anywhere but we couldn't like i washed them a few times but after a while you just couldn't So we had to get rid of them, and Maggie was pretty salty about getting rid of them. She knew why. And, yeah, yeah, so now being, like, if Bean goes near her box, she is there. She's like, no, get away. This is mine. (laughs) It's adorable. And as Uh, usual, we have started uh, talking about our pets. (laughs) Yep. 
And this, this is how should... it happens. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> how it goes. This is how it goes. We'll just have to start doing a like a cat and pug podcast instead. So people oh are fooled gosh. into thinking it's going to be a workplace stories when it turns into surprise, surprise. It's all about cats. <laughs> you know? Okay, but technically these are workplace stories because you work from home <laughs> and I sometimes work from home and that's where our cats are. So technically... That's our gray area. So, ha, I can justify talking about my babies. That's right. It's your first week back after New Year's, after the holidays. How'd you do? Um, it, it's been a long year already. Let's say that. (laughs) Was it a disaster when you got back? Actually, no. You were, were, oh no, so he was working. Actually, no. He, no. So, my boss didn't have to work. The guy... I don't know if I should say his name because I don't Mm. have permission. I'm trying to come up with a name. Fred Flintstone. So Fred Flintstone loves to be busy. He always Mm -hmm. has. And he's been, he's one of those guys that always asks if he can help you. Can he help you? All that stuff. So he somehow, because it's slower during Christmas, granted, I'll say that, but you got to give this guy, he did my job, his job, another girl who had the week off. He did her job. And he covered a lot for Dave because with Dave being gone, um, they were short on the coordinator side as well. He got it all done. He only left me, right? He only left me maybe a day and a half worth of work orders out of two weeks. He nailed it. Like amazing. I was I'm I'm still like part of me is doing the okay, this is weird, like where's the big catastrophe? Like waiting for a shoe to fall. But mm-hmm. another part of me is just like, I can't believe he just pulled that off. Now, at any other time of year, I know he would not have been able to, but I mean, gotta give this guy some credit. Like that was amazing what he yeah. just did. And he loved it. So now he's off and uh, on vacation going down to Vegas. So yeah, nice. a well-deserved vacation because, yeah, I walked in. Like I said, it was – I had about a day and a half behind. Mm-hmm. Like that was older that needed to get pushed through and then everything else was fairly current. Like it was amazing. Oh, good. So, well, I'm glad it wasn't yeah. so rough. Yeah, wasn't bad at all. Um, it was just the whole – getting used to getting up before four o'clock in the morning again and getting to work and being there for 10 and a half hours a day and that coming whole home three and... something in the morning is not something I feel I would want to get used to <laughs> at all like at all but you know, you know it's worth it for you I, I yeah it is absolutely I didn't want to and when I first started the job Mm-hmm. Um, I was in camp, so I didn't have yeah. to get up until closer to five because the bus was at five ten, and it was a two minute walk to the bus from camp. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got up at like ten to five, took a really fast shower because I'm a shower in the morning to wake up, but shower mm-hmm. at night to get clean kind of person. What so, about breakfast? Did you not eat? Well, I would grab food because I'm allergic to basically Mm. everything at breakfast. So I would grab 
food from the bag up room the night before when I'd have oh, my, okay. my dinner, I would grab my breakfast and lunch out of the bag up room because I could yeah. only have like, I would have tuna sandwiches for the most part because fairly healthy, lots mm-hmm. of protein, not going to kill me. I figure that's a win. That's a bonus. So yeah. So I would of have my all ready to go. And that's my biggest concern is about food. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's very valid. Oops. You have to make sure, but no, it was, it was so easy. So that's how I got used to it. And then I moved up here because I fell in love with the job. Mm-hmm. And then as you know, Dave got a job offer. So we moved up here and now it's like, it's a good thing that I love my job and that my coworkers and that my boss are amazing because getting up at, uh, my alarm, I almost had to set it earlier because they changed the bus schedule again, but my boss said, no, don't worry about it. My alarm goes off at quarter to four every morning. Mm. It's a lot. I so, complain about doing that once every few weeks. <laughs> five days a week. And mm. then we work. Like, it's it's hard. Like, I sit at a desk all day and yeah. come home and I'm white. It's a long day. Yeah, I bet. So we keep doing stupid stuff like, like yesterday, um, it was Dave's turn to cook because we try to alternate because it's fair and it was Dave's turn to cook and he wasn't feeling great. And I was just tired. So we ended up ordering pizza again, which is terrible for us, but Mm, at least we're eating, I guess. I know. Depending what you order, you get all the food categories, you know, you get your your pretz with the dough, like the whatever, the carbs, sure. you get your dairy, you can get your protein and your vegetables. Pizza is the perfect meal. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, and that is how I justify it to myself, mm-hmm. but I, 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 you I get way too much fat and cholesterol Shh. with it, the way I order it. Shh. But I love um, it. Just forget Sorry. about it. <laughs> I can't align pizza. Pizza, tacos, tacos, I do the same thing. You know what? There's tacos are healthy in my book. I mean they're <laughs> not, but in my in my rules, they are. So okay. but anyhow, I that's how my week went. Me we too. Move things along. I'm all about Absolutely. the food. Absolutely. No, we gotta stop talking about food. How was your week? Um, it was okay. You know how like short weeks to me sometimes they feel longer? in a way, mm-hmm. just because you're like, oh, it's a short week. It's great. And like for a day or so it works. And then you're like, oh my God, what happened? But no, it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't as insane as before Christmas and stuff, but it was still okay. stuff to do. One of my bosses is on holiday. One of them kind of is, but they're here, but, um, but they have been for a while. So, I mean, I just do whatever they need me to do, but try not to bother them too much. So when, when everybody's back, then I think it'll get even busier. But for now, you know, there's always stuff I find to do. But it wasn't yeah. insanity like it has been. So it almost okay. felt weird. I'm like, what am I missing? I'm like, my sleep, that's what I'm missing. But um, yeah. anyway, so I was just tired all week and my throat's still a little bit odd. But I think it sounds better, so I'll be okay. After we yeah. talk too much, like my voice will start to go. And uh you know, if it remains that way, Carlos will probably be really happy when he comes home this week because I won't be able to see <laughs> I doubt it. I Maybe. doubt it. So the, the trick with short weeks is that you still have five days worth of work and mm-hmm. you only have four days to get them done. 
Oh, that's so true. I find short weeks when Friday is your day off, they're busy, but they're not too bad because you're looking forward to those three days. Yeah. But short weeks when Monday is your day off, they're the devil mm-hmm. because you just had your three day break and you come back and now you've got five days worth of work and four days to do it in. And then you only get two days off before you're right back into your regular routine again. Yeah. And, and then this one for us was a little bit worse because we took that one extra day. So we only worked three days this week and we went back oh. on Wednesday. I see. And uh, yeah, so I had, and thanks to um, Fred Flintstone, I only had four and a half days worth of work instead of the like 16 that I was expecting, but it still, it was, it was a bit of a long week, but that's I- okay. Felix is running around here. It's like a stampede behind me. So if you hear that, sorry. I can usually get the background noise edited out, but we'll find out if you hear all that. So we've been talking about work, but let's get into some workplace funny stories. And I think you have the first one as always. Oh, yeah. So I found this one on another online site. And it's... I'm sorry, we've, we've all worked with this guy again, so enjoy. So the writer puts Bob, not his real name, because, oh God, Bob, again, not his real name. Bob lasted two weeks, which was about two weeks longer than he should have. During orientation, he challenged me on several of our rules, many of them having to do with health and safety. He did not want to wear eye protection or closed-toed shoes since it was too hot in our climate-controlled manufacturing plant. Mm. He wore a Bluetooth headset, which he proceeded to answer several times through orientation, and when I informed him that personal cell phone use was only permitted during scheduled breaks, he informed me that he was conducting business and needed it. Oh. This, right? <laughs> This is when I decided Bob needed to go. However, HR and the company president also needed to sign off on it. And after three hours, decided I had not given him a fair shake. But Bob was untrainable. He had one job to do, balance material in a centrifuge and make sure it was draining. We had charts posted outlining how many of what to put in and how to arrange things. So after working with him a day and showing him and overseeing him arrange and balance, I was satisfied that I could leave him unattended for five minutes while I ran to the washroom. I was dead wrong. I started to hear the clanking of metal on metal and I ran back, shut the machine down to find that it was not loaded or balanced properly. And when I asked why he loaded against regulation, he said it takes too long to arrange everything. Still, nobody wants to get rid of him except for me. So as the GM of a manufacturing plant, I spend the next week with Bob babysitting him as he loaded a centrifuge until I finally had to leave him to do my actual job. In under half an hour from improper loading, he had damaged the machine. While I was loading, setting up at the back, I instructed him to go to the boardroom to review the loading charts and that I would call him back when I was finished. So about 20 minutes later, I go to the boardroom. There's no Bob. There's nobody in the men's room. As I'm walking back to my production floor, I notice that there's somebody in the president's office. It's pretty strange since the president is out of the office that day, and the only two people that are permitted in that office are myself and the office manager. Wouldn't you just know it? 
down the hall from the office manager's happily chugging away at some reports in her office. So I go in, only to reveal Bob watching some of the most depraved porn on the president's oh, computer. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I didn't have the... Right? Mm-hmm. He says, well, I didn't have the power to. I terminated him on the spot and cleared it with HR and the president later, who, after a quick viewing of his browser history, agreed that it was justified. Apparently, Bob did not know how to browse incognito. And the best part is that since this happened, Bob has filed a case for wrongful dismissal. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Some people just think they Unreal. own the world. Like, the, the rules don't apply. Rules don't exist. So, And we see it every day. But, I mean, this, I like to point out the extreme cases but I literally see it every day at work. We have a parking lot with big one-way signs posted and we'll go to start heading down and every single day we get uh, we have to swerve to avoid or we have to stop and let somebody go because they're going the wrong way down a one-way. They know they're doing it because they always look at you and just kind of wave like, oh, sorry, and then they do it the next day. Like it's mm-hmm. the same people every day. And every time you look at them and you point to the sign, you're like, what are you doing? And they just shrug and wave and keep going. They don't care. So, yeah, people like that, oh, they need That's to be put good. in a special area so that they don't hurt people. Even if they get put in their place. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't think it's going to change how they really are. Yes. So... You have well, our next story? Yeah, I do. And this is from a listener who did write in and she's going by Lynn. Um, I don't think she wanted to give her full first name. Anyway, <laughs> we're calling this the TMI coworker. So it starts. I work with a real different girl. We will call her Myra. We are working in retail and she was a seasonal worker. This is the type of girl who will ask for help, but within a day or so, she's now telling you that you are doing it all wrong, even though she really doesn't know what she's doing and she hasn't been there long. It was even worse when she pulled this with a staff member who had worked there for eight years. What I personally found bizarre is that although she knew my name and had used it before for months, she started dropping a few letters of it and making it sound like a completely different name. So that's hmm. just a little weird on its own there. The yeah. icing on the cake was when we were all there for a 6 a.m. shift. She started saying how tired she was. So Corework and I agreed and said we all were tired with these early shifts. And I mean, it's seasonal, so I imagine it's probably pretty busy. The girl then proceeded to tell us, oh, no. She was so tired, more tired than we could possibly be, because her new boyfriend woke her up at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. And although it was great, she couldn't fall back asleep. Well, wow. there was silence. Nobody said a word and everybody looked away. Even worse, hours later, when the morning manager came in and asked how everybody was, Myrna announced again to the manager why she was so tired. The manager was stunned, which was quite unusual for her, and she turned around and escaped quickly to the office upstairs. <laughs> to say the least... We hope her seasonal contract will not be extended to permanent. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there are certain things you just don't say. No, and I mean... Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Now, if it was, like, two, like, best friends working together, 
and oh, they were different just story. chatting that is different but this is a seasonal worker and yeah. would, they wouldn't have been there that long like seasonal help is usually around christmas or whenever it gets busy yeah. they're not there long enough to get to know you well enough to brag Mm-mm. about these things because it sounds Mm-mm. like she was a bragging away about it and Good nobody cares, right nobody cares no nobody cares <sighs> everybody's tired now we don't care why you're tired doesn't change the fact no. that the other people aren't tired and you right? that's just all the icks right there all the icks but thank you yeah. very much for sending that icky story in we did appreciate yeah. it <laughs> Appreciate the story, and uh, mm-hmm. we're sorry you had to deal with it. <laughs> Absolutely, there's yeah. yeah. You'll have to we give should. us an update <clears throat> on yeah. if this person is still working there in a little bit, because yeah. I think this was quite recent. So, ew, very nice. Yeah, we're gonna definitely we're following following up with Lynn on that one. But thank mm-hmm. you for sending it in. That's thank uh, you. That's awesome and disgusting, and I'm sorry. And also, I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll move right along. What do you got for my next next one? My next story, I have to start by saying this is not me. I did work in an insurance call center, but I have to be very clear that uh, this story is not from me. Um, (laughs) It came from a message board. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) And yeah, no, I actually got some really great friends from that place. And some stories that uh, I should be able to tell in about a year or so when the court cases have reached there. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> right? Well, with insurance, you can't really... Most of my my stories were claim-related, and there's a, like a gag order talking about them, but that's yeah. a whole other issue. So I should be able to talk about them in a while, but oh boy. we have some great friends. So this person says, I work in an insurance call center, and one day I had to deal with a difficult customer. He was snippy and rude from the get-go. Yeah, most of them are. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, he wanted to take out a new policy, but as he was a long-term customer and had given us so much money, he deserved highly preferential pricing. He had been with us for about seven months, and he had a single policy worth no more than 250 pounds. So, oh, yeah, proof right there. It couldn't have been me. This has got to be. Okay. It's it's British. It's British. He was not happy with the standard 10% discount for repeat customers, and he went on a tirade about how terrible the company was for not valuing its customers. Next, he demanded that I waive the excess for his current policy for free. (laughs) I told him I could add an excess waiver to his policy, but that he would have to pay for it. Once again, he berated the company and then insulted me personally. I was ignorant, incompetent, uneducated, lazy, etc. Because I would not waive his excess, he then demanded a discount on his current policy as compensation, and he was furious when I told him that I couldn't do that either. In the end, I had to pass him through to a manager who was also unable to give him what he wanted. Then I carried on with my day. Calls like that were, unfortunately, fairly standard. I was quite used to rude, obnoxious, or even downright abusive customers. Frankly, this guy didn't even make my top 10 worst customers that week, let alone in the two years that I'd worked there. That soon changed when I was called into the manager's office the next day. It was in that meeting that I've learned that there are businesses that allow you to 
anonymously send excrement in the post. I knew I was going to mess this up because I'm giggling so much. The theme is back. (laughs) The theme is back. So you can anonymously send a box of poo to somebody. And he says, I had no idea this was a thing, but this customer was convinced that I was the one who had sent the package of manure he had received. Yeah. I took a seat and the department manager and the human resources representative sat before me. The manager says, I'm afraid we're going to have to terminate you for gross misconduct. And I said, but I didn't do it. And the manager says, Hmm. well, the customer has reason to believe you did. And I said, well, what reason is that? The manager says, well, you were the last person he spoke to. And this morning he received the package. Me. (laughs) And you're not even going to investigate. Manager. Well, the customer has reason to believe you did it. And I said, okay, so you're just going to take his word for it. You're not going to investigate or anything, not even listen to the call or take any further details. The HR manager says, please don't make this difficult. Just sign the dismissal form. So I said, no, I'm not signing it. I didn't do it. And if you fire me for it, I'm going to sue you for unfair dismissal. So this made him pause for a moment. The HR manager says, okay, do you have any evidence that you didn't do it? Me. Okay, that's not how this works. You have to prove I did it. I don't have to prove that I didn't. However, I can give you a clue. They stare at me blankly. I said, I took the call from the customer at nine o'clock last night, right? And they both nodded. I said, and he got the package first thing this morning. Neither of them responded. They just continued to stare at me. So I said, how could I send something that arrived first thing this morning at nine o'clock last night? Even next day delivery has a cutoff time, usually no later than like 4.30 p.m. And delivery before 9 a.m. would likely have an even earlier cutoff time. So how could I have sent a package to him and have it arrive first thing this morning? After that amazing detective work, the managers miraculously decided that they would look into the matter further and let me get back to work. However, I wasn't done. Right? He says, I went over their heads and I lodged a formal complaint with the manager's boss, the regional, and I expected my complaint to be ignored. I really just wanted evidence of the incident and for there to be a paper trail in case they tried to retaliate. But the regional manager acted on my complaint immediately. The HR manager was fired. The department manager kept his job, but he was put on probation, meaning one tiny slip-up would result in his immediate termination. Unsurprisingly, I ended up leaving the job anyway about two months later, and the regional manager made sure to give me a great reference and told me not to worry about giving my two weeks notice. I guess he just really wanted to make sure I didn't sue them. Mm-hmm. I never Most found likely. out who's right. Because I never found out who sent that customer the package, but given how he spoke to me, I'm sure the list of suspects is quite long. Okay, so the guy, did he have a picture of the box of poo? I mean, he probably either made it up or he did it himself. Most likely he did it himself. Well, no, I would believe somebody who's going to talk to you that way, that's just... That's how they treat people. I've, this yeah. sounds like it was more on the underwriting side than the claim side. So he had no reason to be acting the way he was. He was just being a jerk trying to get a discount, which I'm here to tell you that's not how it works. If you call and you're polite and you ask and you say, is there anything you can do for me? You know, And you're nice to them and you treat them decently, 
they're going to work for you and they're going to do anything they can for you. But when you call in and you start acting that way, they're going to stonewall you and do the absolute bare minimum because why do they want to work harder for somebody who's just going to treat them poorly? True. That's, that's how it is with every customer service agent anywhere. They're human beings. Yeah. So if he's going to act that way when he's calling in to, it sounds like he was just adding another policy. So he wasn't going through the stress of a loss. He hadn't just had an accident or a break in or a major traumatic loss or anything. Then I feel like a lot of people would have wanted to send him something like that. You know, it sounds like he is a crappy personality. What a turd. What a turd. And what What a way to tell somebody that they're a turd. That is right. That's gross, but funny. The fact that the company was like, oh, you must have sent this. What kind of people are they hiring that they instantly think that they're cool with sending boxes of poo around? (laughs) Right? Now, I have to admit, there are a few people that if I had known that was a thing, I would have wanted. I don't know if I ever actually would have pulled the the trigger and done it. I don't think you would have, but. But I would want to, and I would like, right, even right now, in the back of my mind, I'm picturing, I'm like, yeah, I could have done that to to this person. Because I've, I've had some people, now I was on the claim side, mm-hmm. and when you're dealing with people on the claim side, nobody ever calls in to say, hey, I had a great day. That's they're true. calling in because their home or their vehicle, both So a house is the most expensive person that most people buy. And a vehicle is the second most expensive thing that most people buy. And when something happens to one of the two of them, because they're both in our culture, they are both requirements. You can't, you can't effectively live without a vehicle. It's like some areas are getting better about it, Mm -hmm. but where I live, it's like, uh, well, you don't have a minute walk to a grocery store and then it would yeah. be an uphill 45 minute walk back with groceries that you're trying to carry. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's not practical. It's, you no. need to be able to get around. So basically so they're calling you and they're having a really bad day. So yeah. it's not ever great. No. So most of them though, don't act that way. So if he's calling and acting that way just because he's adding on part of another part of a policy or another policy, he deserved a big box of poop. Imagine if something was wrong. That right? Whoa! I don't think I'd want to answer the phone. Right? Well, see, and that's what I did. I answered the phone to the people who treated underwriting that way when they weren't stressed out. Mm. I answered it when they were stressed out. And let me tell you, I can't tell you. So weird that you don't work there anymore. So weird. I wonder why. Uh, Yeah. yeah. It was. I worked with great people and I worked for a good company and my manager 100% would have had my back in that situation. I have no doubt of that. I never, like they would have had to call me in and say, okay, this is what happened. Did you have anything to do with it? But you would be able to tell by the tone of the meeting that she would have known that I had nothing to do with it and that she was just doing her due diligence like yeah. she had to so that she could call said customer back and tell him where to go. And then my manager probably would have followed it up with a, here's your cancellation letter. You have 30 days to find another insurance company because we're not going to deal with you anymore. 
So, well, except for the auto side, we're not legally allowed to do that. But for every other policy, they would have canceled it. No, Alberta has a take all comers law that you cannot, because car insurance is mandatory, insurance companies cannot refuse to sell a policy to somebody. So they could not have stopped the auto, but they would have probably cut every other line of business with him and probably cranked his auto rate so high that he would have had to go somewhere else. On that great note, we're going to move over to from insurance to a real estate story. This one was found online and it was, (laughs) I had a good chuckle when I read it. So begins my most memorable, scary moment in real estate comes from my previous company. And several, several of us love to recount this tale regularly. As an office, we were previewing one agent's listing a bit of a distance outside of town. As a group, we walked through the empty downstairs area and then began making our way upstairs. I was holding up the rear when suddenly there was a loud scream from the front of the group and one agent came running out of the bedroom, back towards us, down the stairs and out the front door. Everyone at the front panicked and several people turned and ran, not knowing what might be coming at them. Those of us in the back were startled, but we were trying to figure out what was going on. So proceeded cautiously up the stairs and into the bedroom from which the agent ran. As I walked in, I saw it. A big sliding closet door is partially open and inside the closet, standing stiffly and peering glassy eyed into the room and straight at me was a mannequin that the owner had apparently left behind. (laughs) Needless to say, We suggested that the seller remove it from the home. And to this day, we still tease the agent who screamed and ran. That's funny. (laughs) That's hilarious. I can see why that would startle you. Um, Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was. I think the title of it was something about like the squatter in the closet or something like that. It was That's pretty funny. Hilarious. <laughs> well, you that never know, actually... right? You you never know, especially right? when they're a little far out of town or maybe how long it's been empty for, but that's <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. You actually reminded me of something that's not workplace related, but a friend of mine when I was a teenager, her dad was insane for Halloween few years oh, and no. decked out his yard. And he only did it a couple of times, but he had all of his decorations and there was the main washroom in the house. It had a separate shower and then a bathtub to the side and the Mm -hmm. shower part had broken. So he was using it as storage. And the first day I ever went to his house, um, I went to use the bathroom and they don't warn people because it's funny. So I went (laughs) to use the bathroom and I go and I sit down and I look up and there's this, um, dead body mummy pressed up against the frosted glass door of the shower. (laughs) How old were you? I think I was 16, 15 or 16. Good thing you were Um, already sitting down. It probably scared the pee out of you. It really did. (laughs) (laughs) It really did. It was one of those like too scared to react like I just froze like I couldn't like I didn't I couldn't even breathe I'm just like what is staring at me and then after you know that second that feels like an hour my brain Mm -hmm. started working and then I realized what it had to be and I came out and they're like man you didn't even scream everybody screams and so I played it off like I wasn't scared but yeah Mm -hmm. I was just too scared to scream 
I have attached to that memory. Thank you. So sorry. I had that. Well, it wasn't uh it wasn't a, a dead body or anything. It was and I was about that age, I think. And it was it was in the townhouse that we were all in when you met Dave. Yeah. And I was just in there and you faced the door when you're, you know, doing yeah. your business. And I'm sure you know this, but I mean, this is not work related at all. I'm off on a tangent, but it reminded me of this. <laughs> and I looked at the door and there was a big bloody spider by the handle. And nope. if you remember that house, it had enough spiders. Like there's oh, a yeah. reason why arachnophobia, I could yeah. start in it. Like I hate, I'm no, yeah. no. me, dad, I like none that. of us we're not okay with spiders. Mm -mm. The kids are better off with them. Like Christian will just pick it up and put it outside. And I'm like cringing. Yeah. I was crying, but I screamed, you know, why? Well, okay. I took care of myself quickly and yeah. washed up and I'm screaming. And Dave's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, there's a spider. I can't open the door. And like, he couldn't open the door cause I'd locked it. And he's like, you oh, have no. to unlock it. I'm like, I can't. Like it's right there and it moved an inch. And so I, I clicked the lock. And so he opened it and I flew out and he's like, whatever this, like you're totally overreacting. Like he completely was making fun yeah. of me. He and, does that to me too. <laughs> and then he saw it and he's like, holy crap. Like he freaked. <laughs> and he went and got like, we had an upright vacuum and he turned it on. He's like <laughs> banging the door with it. Yeah. <laughs> Because he had to kill it first so it wouldn't crawl back out of the back. Oh, my God. So uh, so Dave did take care of that for me. That was very kind of him. He, he still does. Oh. He still does the spider spider patrol. I mean, and, the bashing uh, of the vacuum was unique. But I think he wanted yeah. to suck it up. But then I think he realized it'll get back it out. Maybe, maybe I screamed something about that. I don't know. But... It's probably a good thing mom wasn't home. She would have lost, like, not lost it, but she'd be like, what is wrong with you guys? Because like, she doesn't care about spiders. She never really did. I so. know. She she used to make fun of me, too. I uh, I don't do spiders. Mm -mm. I still don't. Um, mm -mm. No. If there's a spider, somebody has to go and fix it for me. But they're not allowed to kill it. I don't want them killed just because I don't want them near me. So I'm like, you're not allowed to kill it, but you need to take it somewhere else and make it oh, go away. No. Give it a happy place somewhere else away I'm, from me. I'm not that good. I'm like, no, you can squash it and send it right back to hell where it came from. <laughs> I'm okay with it. And then, you know, Amber doesn't like them either. Like she, I think Felix, when he was really little and she was going back, it was like back to school. She's getting ready and she saw him like playing with something. And yeah, he saved her from a spider or two. And I'm like, oh, yes. no, my baby's going to get bit. Like, that's what they do. They take care of yeah. these things. But yet I'm, anyway, we got to move along. We're going back to the cats. Yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> it's all good. So as part of the theme today, I, I again have to preface this one with this was not me. Um, it's another story that we found no. online. Dust protests um, too much. I'm just kidding. It's not right? her, I swear, guys. <laughs> um, so this one, I did actually, as everybody probably knows, I worked in a few different car dealerships, but never as a receptionist. Mm -hmm. So that's how I can prove it wasn't me. It's so true. I can it vouch says, for that. Absolutely. So I found it online. She says, I used to work as a receptionist at a car dealership at a fairly high-end brand. And when I first started, we had an online sales manager that we're going to call Chris. 
Chris was a complete D-bag and he never really grew out of his college self. He was mid-30s and married, I think, and he still talked about cocaine and football all day. Oh. He also... Right. He also loved to hit on customers and he has zero concern for the presence of a husband or a boyfriend. Having worked in high-end dealerships, I can confirm that that is pretty much the attitude of most of the salesmen. But she, she continues, she says, there was one particular couple that had worked with Chris for years and had bought not only for them cars for themselves from him, but their kids' cars from him as well. They would often stop in just to say hello and to chat with him. I saw them come in together one day to talk to Chris briefly, and then I didn't see either of them again for seven or eight months. I had no idea at the time that Chris was actually sleeping with the guy's wife, and he had been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward about seven to eight months, and the husband comes in at about three o'clock on a Friday, and we're super busy. Keep in mind that I know nothing about these people's personal lives, so I had no idea what was about to happen or why it was a big issue that this guy was in the dealership. So he comes up to the front desk, and he asks me if he can talk to Chris. <clears throat> He's holding a little ceramic jar of some sort. I mean, nothing special. It was just a really weird little jar. Like it, it almost looked like it was made out of clay. I didn't bother to ask about it. I told him that Chris isn't here today, which was true. He seemed calm enough. He says, all right. And he walks over to the showroom. Now, to describe my view, the desk is dead center by the entrance, which most of them are. She says, the showroom is attached to the lobby. My desk is in with no walls in between. So I see everything perfectly. So the guy walks in circles for a little bit not really looking at any of the cars. He just keeps walking towards Chris's office and then turning around when he gets close to it. And this goes on for maybe 20 minutes until out of nowhere, he goes up to Chris's office, slides a note under the door, walks out to the middle of the showroom and opens up his jar. He then begins to slowly pour the contents of the jar, which looked Mm -hmm. looked like dust or even gunpowder. He dumped them all over the showroom And a few of the salesmen are starting to notice what's happening at this point. They just kind of stood and watched. The guy said nothing this entire time. Once he was done pouring out the jar, he started throwing a fit. He threw the jar at the ground and started kicking the powder around, still not saying a word. Eventually, our GM comes out and grabbed the guy with the help of another salesman, and they escorted him out front, and they held him there while I called 911 and tried to describe what was going on. And the man just stayed silent with the exception of a few curse words the entire time. So the cops show up, and they're getting the story, and it turns out the man's wife had passed away, and oh. he found out after her death that she had been cheating with Chris. He had her cremated, and he spread her ashes in our showroom. Chris never told any of us what was on the note, and we had to close the dealership for three days and have a biohazard team clean it to give us the okay to reopen. What a fun day that must have been. Okay, I had a horrible feeling it was ashes, but I couldn't figure out whose they would be. That is, oh my gosh. Mm -mm, Right? mm -mm. 
No, wow. no, thank you. No, I really want to know what that note said. Like really bad. Like if that, right? like if that person ever like happens to hear this, I desperately want to know if anyone followed up because it had to right. be a doozy. I'm sure wow. it did. But she said, I'm sure she tried to follow up. I assume she, I shouldn't do that. Um, just my experience of, of all the dealerships yeah. I've worked for, they've always been female, but there are male receptionists as well. Um, but however, um, she does say that they, they asked that Chris, that Chris had just never said what was in it. So, wow. I, hopefully it wasn't the entire, the, like the whole amount of ashes, you know, <laughs> I, it I probably hope not. was, I mean, there's really not that much. No, like, but I don't know. Kids, you'd hope that like the kids got to spread it somewhere. Anyway, this is getting morbid and sad, but that is right? a doozy. Wow. Right. Well, I was, what kind of, that's, I don't know. I mean, oh, that is, yeah, that was lovely. So yeah, enjoy that one. I don't even know where to go with that one. I mean, mm-mm. yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that really happy note, I keep saying note today, like this note, <laughs> that note. Okay. Well, we're going to leave was... you all on an, an incredibly uplifting story. That Not was really. a bit of a shock. That's for sure. Okay. I didn't expect that exactly at the end, right. but I had anyway, to read that story <clears throat> three times because I'm like, no, it couldn't. Cause, and I was sitting there and I'm like, no, it couldn't be. Cause as soon as she started describing the ash, like I've seen, ashes of of people obviously i've got some and as soon as she started describing it my mind like part of it just kind of clicked off it's like no i don't want to understand what you're saying i'm mm-hmm. just right now my mind just clicked off because i didn't want to understand what no. what was going on because that's horrifying well that's <laughs> just a lesson to everybody don't be messing around it doesn't end well Okay. Well, oh. all right. So happy new year. <clears throat> and we're great. hoping that everyone's <laughs> going to send in lots more stories, lots more stories. And maybe if you're listening, yeah. you could rate and review us to, you know, bump us up a bit. So we get more listeners who will ha- in turn give us more stories, which we can Absolutely. read to you. It's a wonderful circle that we're trying to do here, okay? (laughs) It really is. Share us with your friends, and maybe your friends will write in some stories, and then who knows, maybe you can listen to a story about yourself from us one day. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That could be a a good time. But anyway, if you want to send in some stories to us, to iwcctpodcast at gmail.com. And again, reach out to us on Facebook at If Water Coolers Could Talk or on Instagram at IWCCT Podcast. Just help us keep the story going. And yeah, that's where you can see Bean being a little mm. monster, stealing my fluffy blanket and Maggie in the bag that uh, she she didn't let me throw that bag away for like three days. I finally just took that's it when really she wasn't cute. there. And we did, as, if you looked at our Facebook, you'll see, we did actually get permission to put that um, Lone Ranger picture up. So that was great. We yes. thank you again. So um, much. That was a great story and a cute yeah. picture. And I loved Which it. I fun. loved everything so, about that. You know, I really liked that because it kind of put, it just pulled it together. So if people have stories and they have little pictures to go with it, we are happy to do that again. Um, Absolutely. We, that was quite great. So. Anyway, Absolutely. I guess we will uh, 
send in mm-hmm. the pictures with the stories and give us permission in the email, please. And we will post the picture so that everybody can see what we're talking about. We will post the heck out of it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. We'll see you next week around the water cooler. Stay hydrated, my friends.